0: Radio, where we discuss the unidentified, the unexplainable, paranormal, conspiracies, and much more. So your host and co-host, Jenny Nicasio, Sean Kelly, and Jason Sledgehammer, Ryan Petro. Brought to you by UPRN Network, now for your host, Jenny Nicasio.
1: Good evening and welcome to Chasing Prophecy on FM one hundred five point three New Orleans on the UPRN Radio Network. We're going to discuss everything and everything beyond the scope of normal. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on YouTube and TikTok, guys, because now you can go TikTok. 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 How yeah, do you doing? that? Happy Torture Tuesday, darling. Ha-
0: happy Torture Tuesday. Yeah, damn. My torture Tuesday
1: Johnny. Of course, Nakalsio <laughs> with my friend Sean Kelly, the Vampire Slayer, and Sledgehammer, Jayson. Jason. <laughs> 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 it's been a long time. I feel like I haven't been here for months. but Yeah,
0: welcome back. Yeah, yeah welcome back, hon.
1: Yeah, well, it feels like forever.
2: <laughs> it's only been We've, a couple weeks. Yeah, well, we, we missed you. We missed you I a lot.
1: missed you too. Um that's my second bout with that horrible china virus <laughs> okay so uh the first two days i mean the one time i wasn't off why was i off because i wasn't feeling well
0: i was tired i don't you know were tired. you were tired Isn't the it? first one and last week was the uh ca- corona or something yeah, Coronavirus. The,
2: chi- the china disease or
1: whatever the china disease hit me again because i wouldn't have got it but i had to take someone to the hospital and, of course, the hospitals are so filthy dirty in Pennsylvania, especially Pittsburgh. Sorry, guys, but they are. Sorry, I'm going to get all kind of hate mail now, but that's okay because, you know, whatever. Who
2: could hate you, Jenny?
1: Nobody. I'm so really? lovable. I'm so lovable. <laughs> well, I miss you guys, and I'm glad I'm back. Um, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on out there. Yeah, we, the, we had the Eclipse, and Jason had some phenomenal pictures um, I only saw part of the moon. What about you, Sean? Yeah, Jason uh, did. I, I did.
2: I was
0: in bed. <laughs> so, oh, you party pooper! Yeah.
1: You know, I was I was uh for a second, and then you know he said, you know, I didn't feel like going outside, so I did get a just got a little clip of it, so it wasn't too bad.
0: Yeah, I was out on my front porch trying to videotape the whole thing, so. I didn't get what? a chance to go over all of it yet, but. That was what I was
2: just going to ask you, did you see like a ghost or a witch lion, right, right? No, you in saw me.
1: The... And that my, would have been uh,
0: sweet. That would have been my,
1: sweet. I, I flew across the moon a couple of times, but you missed me. Because my. Well, you know what? My electric broom is in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> and my other broom, well, oh. I had to clean up. I had a disaster in their fridge. I was trying to. Um,
0: Clean so you up. used a broom in your fridge?
1: No. What happened was I put <laughs> this and Dr Pepper and ups, like laid it down, and I was trying to shove eggs in the refrigerator, and out comes the two-liter bottle of Dr Pepper. It hey. just blew up all over my garage, so I had to sweep it all up. So that's why that's it's being dried oh out. With the cleaners. Okay. You know, <laughs> you gotta watch because sometimes they really give up. If you don't take care of your broom, it just gets all the ends get a little fuzzy. So but, why don't you just yeah, trade yeah.
2: it in and get a new one?
1: Well, that's why I got the electric one, and now it's in the shop. I told you the turbines are broken on it, and I'm sure Jason could fix it, but I just I, I'm not. <laughs> Jason I'm can not, fix anything. I'm He's not technical best. when it comes ah, to stuff like that. that. <laughs> but uh, there's other stuff going. There's so many crazy stuff on the news. I mean, I'm sure you guys got a glimpse of the um the Senate. Is it what is that Some kind of hearings were there? There were some kind of congressional hearings for um the ufos and there hasn't been one since 1968 which is pretty cool i
2: didn't watch but none of it
1: i did and i actually took some clips uh i was i had video clips but you know what i cannot get them shorter i might have to play them next week because i could not shorten them on to send into an e-file to send through the emails but i did get some audio clips so i'm going to play some for you and you will go discuss what you guys think um it was kind of a joke at one point because the one guy said um, to the one, there was a, a guy that was a, I, I'm not really sure of his name, but he kind of said, Well, aren't you a science fiction fan? I mean, so what is that supposed to mean? Hmm. I cool. mean, so he's trying to say that, Oh, you're a science fiction, you know, the like make him seem like an uh, incredible person to talk about it. But I thought it was pretty interesting. And, um, yeah, I did just get some clips from it. And some of this was from um, Jesse Waters. So, there me... you go,
0: Paps. Put the camera right on that light fixture. I love it.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: listen, dude. I'm so <laughs> trying.
1: I, everybody looks
2: like a ghost on this damn thing. I'm telling you, it's Torture Tuesday. And that damn Mercury in retrograde. Oh, I got some stories to tell you. Wow.
1: It would look like a great big north like I want to play right you this north video but I gotta turn it up because my um try to see if B. you can understand this oh that was what's his face you don't want to hear stoned. that I was listening to uh, B. 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 Was stoned on
0: ecstasy.
1: Geraldo <laughs> said he saw one but when he was stoned on ecstasy
0: oh jeez, he'll see all mm. kinds of things the North Star. It was right on the horizon, and I tried to avoid it. With, I
2: steered around it, you and it kept following me, it. and I went back the other way, and the Bahama Banks. It was right in front of me. It just tracked me everywhere I went.
1: <laughs> Actually, that was not what I wanted there to play. Here of, it is. <laughs> there are a number of, uh, Can you hear that? of
3: events in which yeah. we, we do not have an explanation, in which, and there are a small handful in which there are flight characteristics or signature management um, that we can't
4: explain with the data that we have. Of our nuclear ICBMs were rendered inoperable.
3: At the same time, a glowing red orb was observed overhead. That sounds like aerial phenomena are a potential national security threat, and
4: they need to be treated that way. UAPs are unexplained; it's true, but they are real. They need to be investigated, and many threats they pose need to be mitigated.
1: Hmm. I. So. And then
2: again, it's just like. If you want my opinion, honestly, they're just blowing smoke everybody's butts and, you know, just talking like they know what's going on. And, you know, for a fact, I know, I think I know that they're not going to do nothing about the damn thing.
1: Well, we're going to we're going to discuss more of this, but we have to take a commercial break for our sponsors tonight. Um, So we're going to go ahead and we're going to play. one, okay. Let me tell you about my good friends at the Haunting Unearthly and Paranormal Stories Podcast. If you're looking for a new podcast that's sure to scare, you're going to check these guys out. They're great.
4: Welcome to the Haunting Unearthly and Paranormal Stories Podcast. Each week will be a different event, whether paranormal or some other strange and unexplained happening. Maybe even a haunting located near you will be examined and relayed to you. These events and stories are based on events have been given to us by the people who experience these events in their own lives.
1: Check them out. They're really good. And we're going to talk about a little bit about my other friends. Um, they are... Let me tell you via CPD hemp. Okay. No, check them out guys. I know you tried something like this before. You did and Jason for sure. We talked about <laughs> no. products that help I you did? with colds <laughs> and sore throats, especially with COVID. And I know how that is since I just, I'm recovering from it. But um. Have you ever taken the CBD product hoping that it would help relieve stress? And I need that so much, especially sleep. But you were left disappointed? Well, VIA Hemp Company is dedicated to crafting high-strength hemp products you can actually feel. And get this, they even have a legal THC product that they can ship to your door in all 50 states. These guys have crafted products to promote specific effects such as sleep, and we need that, and pain relief. And even the energy that we all lack. Whether you want gummies, topicals, vapes, or drops, they got you. So head over to their site and improve your daily routine with Via Hemp Company. Visit ViaHemp.com and use the prophecy fifteen code. Prophecy fifteen. That's Via, V I I A H E M P dot Check them out. You're gonna surely like it. I know I did. Yes. Next week, okay. I think I will do it live because that was a recording. I sound a little nasally there. So I'm going to try to get my, hopefully next week I won't be so bad. But definitely um, via hemp, CPD, you got to try it. I personally like Gummies myself because, but you have to be careful because once you have one, you want to keep eating them. So, <laughs> and Dude, you're I all just eat the whole bag. You're all it? stoned. Whoa. No, I'm teasing.
0: Eat the whole bag and then call us.
1: I will. Yeah, we
2: yeah, should have <laughs> a show after you eat the whole
1: bag. <laughs> Seriously, I'm really hot right now. I'm like sweating. It must be um, oh, it's um all that um. <laughs> <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh jeez. Mm. No, so anyways, a lot of those um, those uh, UFOs that they saw were more like drones. They admitted they were they were they were their own drones. But you know what? If they're so worried about this, why don't they do something? Like it could be China or Russia. And I hear an echo. So why am I hearing myself?
0: It's all in your head, Jenny. Is it? yeah how many gummies
2: did you eat before you came on (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah welcome
1: back welcome back oh my god no i'm fine i'm okay it's just like i don't have the air on i really don't need the air on but i should probably put the air on well you know i was in here the other day i started my diet again by the way
0: How's
1: that going? I'm I'm doing a different one. I'm doing the, it's from 2006, the Michael Thurman. Uh, It's on body makeover in six days, but I ate these when I was sick. You can't see because my green screen.
0: Was it goldfish?
1: Cheetos.
0: Cheetos. Those are great for trapping mice.
1: No, you know what? This is (laughs) a little bad. These are dangerous. I didn't eat dinner on Saturday, so I ate six packs. (laughs) Oh my, oh my God! There's uh let me see my calories in. there's 160, so I had 600 calories. That's uh, coexisting
2: yeah. with the I, bears. I liked,
1: it. I liked <laughs> it because it was delicious and it, it really satisfied me. Okay. Okay, back to the UFS. Okay, I am waiting to get picked up by the um, the UFS. I'm, I'm I put out a flyer. So I'm waiting for them to come over. The
0: so if one day you just disappear and we can't find you. yeah, <laughs> like, oh, so We know where you went, huh? She's getting harvested by the UFOs. No.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody says, you can talk paranormal. Yeah, we're talking paranormal, you guys. So be, be, being such critical um fans out there, we are going to be talking paranormal and our guest is going to come on in about five minutes. Hopefully he got the link. Let me talk about a little bit before we go. Um, I don't know if anybody out there watches Days of Our Life, but they have this segment on there that goes back to the 1980s when Marlena Evans was possessed by the devil. Well, the devil's back in Salem. And he's already (laughs) occupied Marlena. Let's see who's the other one. Johnny um, DeMero and This little girl, I forget her name. She's a little, I cannot, do you believe I cannot remember the other characters? Two other people.
0: I can believe it. Mm
1: -hmm. And it seems like there's like this phenomena and there's this intrigue with possessions, people being possessed by the devil. Now, I know myself, I'm scared to hell. And I I wanted to wear my cross, but I forgot it. My rosary beads, like I always do when there's an exorcist on this show. But this stuff terrorizes me um ever since I, I i'm a scared i'm a scaredy cat when it comes to the devil and possessions and demonic stuff the exorcist the omens but then there's this curiosity that's kind of i want to hear more about it which kind of freaks me out like not that i'm attracted to that stuff it's just like i'm curious
0: you know and i not not know. You, but... killed the cat
1: yes and our guest is coming on soon i see you so well,
0: i tell you what ever since i saw the uh Uncut version of the original Exorcist movie from the 70s. I tell you what, that movie is still as scary today as it was I'm yeah, sure it back then. Well, you know, the uncut version is.
1: Just... I don't know how this um, Adam like. he's our guest, he's a layman, um, and he's a church decree expert in religious demon, in demonology. I used to have a, um, my son had an encyclopedia. On that stuff freaked me out and uh adam is a, is he's um an expert in exorcisms for someone close to us because we are from pittsburgh the diocese of pittsburgh and he's also served as an expert in these areas and training priests which i thought was pretty interesting and deacons and the lady and many other dioceses, um which is really interesting I, I can't wait to pick his brain He's an auxiliary member of the International Association of Exorcists, a Vatican-recognized private association of the Christian faithful based in Rome. This is so cool. And he has over 15 years of working and training in exorcism. And that's crazy enough. Exorcism ministry I would like to get a degree in that, but he has witnessed and experienced a number of miracles in that school. And I can't wait to hear about that. And some of which he has been appointed to investigate by the church. He's also worked in the Tribunal of Pittsburgh Diocese and pursuing a canon law degree. And his upcoming book is, you got to read it, The Exorcism Files. It's so cool. So without further ado, welcome to Chasing Prophecy, Adam. It is, it's, it's, I'm so happy to have you here, and I'm so excited because this is a topic that terrorizes me, fascinates me, and intrigues me.
0: Hi, Adam. Hey, Adam. Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here. Welcome to Torture Tuesday. <laughs> we you might torturing? need an exorcism of the show to get all the demons out Probably. so we can have a flawless we
1: really, show. We always <laughs> have. Actually, it's pretty go- going pretty good. Normally, it doesn't. So I don't know. Maybe it was the Divine Mercy I said earlier. I don't know. Um, So, Adam, I I just can't believe that you pursued a career in this. And before we get on to ask you some questions and talk more and dive deep into the topic, how in the world did you get involved in this?
3: Well, I didn't pursue a career in it. This career pursued me. So I, I was in graduate school uh, for adult clinical psychology for the, you know, PhD program and doing brainwave research. Um, and mainly studying the brain as part of that, but, you know, doing clinical training and things like that. And this was back when the paranormal craze literally just started. So Jay and Grant show had just come out. It was the first and only paranormal show in existence. The paranormal was not trendy. Um, this was like this weird one show on a cable network. And I was curious because I had been trained as a clinician and I knew about mental illness and I knew about what you can induce through hypnosis. You can cause the brain to hallucinate. A healthy, non-mentally ill brain under hypnosis can see things, hear things. And so I knew the brain's capable of tricking us. And I knew some mental illness can cause psychotic experiences, hallucinations. So... I was naturally curious whether these people claiming to have spirits or ghosts, whether that was anything real or if it was just an artifact of the brain. And so uh, I wanted to go out and meet those people for myself. And basically through that met specialized clergy that were working on a case here in Pittsburgh. I wasn't living here at the time. And those specialized clergy, there was relatively few in the country. In those days, this was about 16 years ago. Um, that we 're doing exorcism work, so <clears throat> a lot of extraordinary doors opened, and yeah it 's just been a snowball rolling down the hill ever since then so now i'm i 've been deeply involved for a long time
4: mm-hmm.
1: when i When I hear about all your um credentials and what you 've done, it reminds me of the um c b s show called evil and mm-hmm. are you like that? are you the the um the other you know you're probably more like a psychologist sort of almost or are you more like no
3: no I I spent 15 years kind of working in psychology so mainly in forensic settings in the in the state prisons working with the criminally insane and um seeing the extreme of mental illness that you can find in the prisons, which sadly that's where the mentally ill a lot of them end up these days is in our prison system. So That's when I did my work in, in more Mm -hmm. psychology. And the last 15 years has been in pretty much exclusively exorcism training. So the only way part of the psychology that I use now is when I do an intake interview, if there's pretty obvious signs of mental illness that I'm Mm -hmm. familiar with, I can pick up on that pretty quickly. And then also when it comes to talking with their doctors or their therapist, once they've signed a release, um, you know, I basically, I, I kind of know that world and, and can talk efficiently, you know, with doctors and psychiatrists and, and psychologists.
1: Well, how do you differentiate differ, uh, differ between um, somebody who is uh, mentally disabled or has some kind of a mental illness be- or how do you have a difference between mental illness and being possessed? Is there a certain key um personality traits that you look for or?
3: M- not personality.
1: No? um
3: so, yeah, I mean this is this is always a classic question. Um, the church actually figured out hundreds of years ago that you that it's very important to first explore the mundane, the much more common hypothesis that it's a mental illness or a medical problem, before jumping to the very rare chance that it's possession or something spiritual. right? Yes. So, if there's only a handful of possession cases in a major city in a year, every person that knocks on the door and says well i've self-diagnosed i think i'm possessed because i'm having this weird experience you don't just take that at face value so so the church figured out that you need outside evaluations and the the doctor's job isn't to diagnose possession because that's not Mm -hmm. their expertise it's their job to tell us whether excuse me these symptoms are explainable and treatable and then we would require the person to cooperate with treatment and see if that resolves it. Now, if if it's a really extreme situation, even the doctors are going to say, yeah, that's, that's uh, that's not schizophrenia, that's not what we're used to seeing. And then beyond that, it's not enough for the doctor to say we can't explain it. The church then requires that you document certain signs of possession, which are basically proofs that something beyond normal human life is going on. And those classic signs are knowledge of all languages. So having schizophrenia doesn't make you suddenly fluent in ancient languages. The brain doesn't work that way. Uh, Knowing hidden things. So like knowing the secret sins of the people in the room. So epilepsy doesn't make you suddenly know people's dark secrets. Um, Detecting the holy or knowing if something's blessed. So telling me the, the name of the saint whose relic is in my pocket that I didn't mention to anybody that I had with me or lining up 10 bottles of water and one of them was blessed in the other room and they can pick out the blessed one every time. Um, there's many other examples of that, but mental illness, medical problems don't make you suddenly able to detect blessings. And then the fourth one is strength beyond the person's condition. And that's the weakest of the signs because in Inpatient psychiatric settings, you see pretty explosive, pretty impressive uh, strength in a burst of adrenaline. The difference with possessed people is three or four hours later, they haven't slowed down at all. They're not fatiguing, and everybody else is covered in sweat and exhausted like you feel like you've been fighting a Wookiee. So yeah, those those signs, you have to document some of those. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not enough for the person to just roll around (coughs) on the floor. And growl or tell us they think they're possessed. Sorry for the long answer.
1: Oh no, I, I no, found that fascinating. It's so it's good. I don't have to worry about my neighbor who speaks um, Japanese uh, <laughs> <laughs> or says that they they have um, they have like intel from the Russians. You know what I mean? Like there's some people that think there's they're, they're like paranoid that they think someone's after them. So unless he said you have the a miraculous medal in your pocket and Mm -hmm. how would he know that or if he starts to talk in tongues like or no no
3: no got to be careful tongues is basically like the Bible says when there's tongues there has to be an interpreter of tongues so if you want to if you want to talk about tongues from a from a Christian perspective from a biblical perspective It sounds like gibberish to anybody except somebody with the gift of interpreting tongues. Okay. 99.9% of the time in the modern world amongst charismatics, everybody's babbling in tongues, but nobody knows what anybody is saying. saying, And that's not scriptural. The scripture is clear that if tongues is active, the gift of interpreting would be present. Otherwise, what's the point? It's supposed to be a way for God to impart something on the community. So... If somebody's just babbling and making noises, that is not possession. Okay. Facility and language is like, let me give you an example. There was, and it's the one I always use because it was a striking example from many, many years ago. There was a woman uh, here in Pennsylvania raised in a rural community, basically raised on a farm with a high school education, only spoke English, like all of us, you guys are in Pittsburgh too, right? mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah.
3: so, so kind of, you know, not too far from here, but in the country. Um only spoke English and she was interrogated in English, French, Latin, Lithuanian, and German, and was properly responded to all the languages when she was in the demonic state. Oh wow. So that's very mm-hmm. different than tongues, which is like, well, just because somebody's babbling and I don't know what they're saying, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. they're speaking accurately. Right. Okay,
1: so if they start talking like an Islam like is what do you call that? Um Islamic, Islam Islam
2: Arabic. Arabic. Arabic Arabic
1: So and then there was no way they could know that so you would sus- they would be suspect a suspect of demonic possession maybe
3: if there was e- i mean just based on that I would want to investigate yeah. I would want to investigate a lot so usually if somebody's possessed their life is a shrieking nightmare and they have a lot of other complaints they're not just speaking in a language But yes, that's an example. So we we had a person here um, who spoke in a dialect of Arabic from southern Iraq. Basically, it's modern Sumerian, um, that region of Iraq. Uh, And there was somebody in the household that spoke Arabic about eight different dialects. And so they knew this person was actually speaking legitimate specific Arabic of that uh, dialect so but you're not going to see that in a vacuum on its own you're going to see that as just one sign that goes along with all the suffering of being possessed possession isn't just knowing languages so how do
0: uh like what's is there like a key factor that you know like some people might be more susceptible to possession than others or uh if you're baptized can you still get possessed like it's just a lot of curiosities
3: there's no, there's no one vulnerability and there's no absolute proof against it. It's all about human free will. It's about inviting relationship with these deceptive spirits and right. anybody can invite that relationship. So, um, and again, if you, if you, if you like the Bible and you want to look at the scriptural examples, um, you know, there was, people alluded to as being possessed that were Jewish and presumably were um, brought up in the Jewish faith and engaging in their religious rituals and yet became possessed. And certainly just experience bears out that um, being baptized doesn't make you, like you're you're not proof against it. It, Just like being baptized doesn't mean temptation stops. So temptation comes from the demon Uh, And Thomas Aquinas, you know, explains to us that it's an excitation of the memories and a stirring of the passions. So you're tempted by remembering what a nice apple looks and tastes like, and then your passions stir up and you think, oh, man, I really want an apple. Um, And that's essentially what temptation is. He has to work with something that's already in your mind. And being baptized doesn't make you immune to the demon's activity and temptation. And likewise in these other areas. And... The reason for that is God allows these things as corrective experiences to stop people from walking away from God and entering into a relationship with the demon. So even though it's, it really is not pleasant, it's a last ditch effort to wake the person up and say, stop playing with black magic. That thing isn't your friend. I'm gonna let you see what creature you're choosing. So that you'll hopefully turn away from it and come back to God. So, so yeah, that's a long-winded answer. Um, Uh, Touching on, you know, the whole question of why does God allow evil? Um, Yeah,
1: it's a big lesson to learn. Haven't you been possessed by dumb
3: content? Well, but it's the person's about to fall off the cliff. So, so if you're so entangled in black magic that Basically, if you're possessed, you're, you're already almost always flirting with suicide. The demon is constantly telling you, kill yourself. Oh. You're, being, you're, being, um, you're being tortured. You're sleep deprived. You're in danger of, of losing, uh, losing heaven. You're in danger of ending up dead and damned. And so it's a last ditch effort that God allows to shake that person out of what they've walked into.
2: What do you consider black magic?
3: well um, the difference between magic and religion is religion is thy will be done it's a submission to god's will so it's it's the soul seeking to do what god created it to do and has put the person here to do in their life magic's approach is my will be done so instead of submitting to god it's i want my will to be pushed on the world i want to get the girl i want to get the money i want the shiny car uh i want my will to overcome the world or other people so i get what i want at the expense of others so the magic approach is my will be done and black magic is essentially the recruiting of spirits to help you get what you want
1: um, Oh. Yeah.
3: Instead of submitting to God and seeking God's will, you're trying to foist your will on the world. And since you're only a human and you don't have magic powers, you then bargain with spirits who can do these parlor tricks to try to help you get what you want. And it essentially boils down to either comfort information or power. So if I'm worried about the afterlife and my mortality, I want to hear from the other side, I play with the Ouija board. I'm seeking hidden information. I might ask the supposed spirit, what's it like over there? What happens when you die? I'm seeking comfort. And if I just want information on my business enemy and I want to know how to overcome them or what they're plotting against me, I might ask a spirit to go gather that information for me. That's seeking information and then seeking power cutting deals, and this goes to Aleister Crowley's Goetic Magic, you know, the books of summoning demons and literally cutting Mm -hmm. deals with them and saying, you know, go get me riches, go get me whatever in the world. Um, And they make these offers to us at exorcisms sometimes, you know, they'll offer to, if we'll just stop and let them keep this person, you know, what do you want in the world? We've got the world wired, you know, just tell us what you want. Um, so yeah, essentially black magic is the recruiting of spirits to get what you want in life.
1: So anything that you, when you dabble into all that, um, occult stuff that you open the doors to demonic
3: possessions. Well, possession is the, is kind of the end of the road. So typically you don't go from zero to possess the first time you dabble in it. People.
1: What what happens if you, I mean, you're saying it's not the first, so you're going to, you're not going to end up being possessed it's just he's a the demon or the evil satan is going to
3: just tempt you from from that moment on no no let me, so it's kind of like any other addiction think of it uh, uh, an analogy would be an addiction in life so say alcohol
1: mm-hmm.
3: first time you you have a beer or have a shot of alcohol you're not going to instantly be an alcoholic unless you have a really genetic okay. you know weakness to that like the native americans did but Or do. Um, But as you use alcohol repeatedly and then start building a tolerance and then use it more and more deeply and it starts to eat away at your life and get a hold on you, that's when you get into the problems where you start losing your job because of your drinking and all these other effects. Same thing with black magic. Typically you start dabbling, the demon pretends to be harmless or even something friendly, your guardian angel, your dead grandmother, um, you, the child that you lost that you're bereaved about, whatever's going to make you drop your guard, the demon's going to pretend to be that in the beginning until it gets you to do more and more and deeper and deeper and submit your will more and more to it until you get to the point where you can't back out on your own. Then the relationship switches from pretending to be subservient to you to now starting to control you. I don't like what you just did. You're not going to do that anymore. I want you to go over here today instead of spending your time with that person. I want you alone. I want you separated from your spouse or your family. Whatever it is, it's going to start becoming a, a domination of the person. It's no longer doing what you're asking it to do. And then eventually it's going to say uh, all this suffering that I'm putting you through could end if you just give yourself to us. So it's going to start torturing you to the point where your your life is just a nightmare. And then it's going to say you got two ways out of this situation. You can either kill yourself or give yourself to us entirely. And typically that's when the people give in entirely and, and become possessed. So it's a process. It's not just, you know, bam. Mm.
1: Jason, can you hear those questions? I mean, can you hear what he's talking about? You're having a little technical problem.
0: Yeah, it keep everything keeps glitching over here. <laughs> well, is, you, there, you're in
2: Philly, aren't you?
0: My, I'm, I'm still in New Jersey right now, about uh, 40 minutes out of from Philly. It must be the hotel Wi-Fi, not the best. Maybe.
3: Oh yeah.
1: So, um, why why the devil most intently attacks priests? Priests and religious vocations,
3: because ordained clergy are greater enemies. So, if you were a criminal organization, would you attack the cops that work in your city, or would you attack the street people? You want to strategically take out the people that pose a threat to you.
1: Now, is there is there many priests that are attacked by um, demonic?
3: no no because they're they're generally generally they're not allowed to outside of maybe a minor parlor trick because the priest isn't going to be breaking these rules and opening up to that relationship
2: well what could happen to all the what happened was it last year when all those priests got busted is it possible the devil got in there
3: which which ones
2: the ones that molested kids um sure
3: yeah i mean uh, there's a difference between what would be considered ordinary activity of the demon which is temptation and sin which can drill down and become very deep and and disturb sin so obviously molesting children is is a highly advanced sin that's very destructive and, and a deep relationship with sin but that's still considered an ordinary activity the extraordinary activity demonic infestation, demonic oppression, and demonic possession doesn't necessarily come just from sinning. Now, temptation, especially temptation to molest or do any kind of sex crime, almost certainly is coming from the demonic. And so the demon has a hand in that, just like any sex offender in prison. The demon had a hand in what they did.
2: Okay, now to come back with another question real quick. Um, if if it's a priest and he's at the rectory or he's in the church, isn't the devil not allowed to be in there? Be oh, no, the he's,
3: allowed, he's allowed to be there. He is? Yep. Sure. Um, the beginning of the Catholic Mass, uh, they still do it at some Masses. You'll see it at Easter and, and other big Holy Days. At before As the Mass is starting... A preparatory step the priest will go around the entire church with holy water and sprinkle holy water on the people okay. and this is before the mass starts and the ancient understanding of why that was done was to drive the demons away from the people that would distract them from their prayer during mass so okay. yeah so no it's, it's not like they can't be there now typically a possessed person within about 15 10 to 15 feet of the tabernacle will be under so much distress that they'll be shut down. They'll, they'll usually collapse. So being in a certain proximity to the Eucharist, uh, even if they don't know it's there, it's not like you could say, Oh, it's psychological. They can see the tabernacle cause they're in a church. I had a situation many years ago when the church was under renovation, the tabernacle is actually stored in the priest's office in the hall. And there was a big uh, event going on where they were cooking a lot of food and a person started demoning out there and we moved them into a utility closet to not scare anybody else, to try to get them calmed down. We didn't realize that father had moved the tabernacle into his office, which was right next to the utility closet. And so the demons actually became more enraged and terrified because they were now about 15 feet away from the tabernacle but we didn't realize we didn't put that together so um it certainly hurts them to be close to the tabernacle but they can still be there okay interesting
2: yeah um no it, it, this is this is fascinating um i wish we have more than an hour um uh, because I would like to, see, you're in Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I would like to meet up with you one-on-one, have a cup of coffee, and talk more about this.
3: I, I'm so incredibly busy. Okay. It it's, <laughs> it's just unlikely to happen. I, I'm in canon law school. I'm writing the next book. Um, I'm wrapping up a current book. Uh, I'm helping. I'm starting a radio show with a friend on Catholic Radio starting this Saturday um it's just oh. it's plus exorcisms every week it, i don't, oh, I, don't you I don't
1: actually have exorcisms almost every week
3: oh every week yeah we, we do. Them. Oh, that
1: wow. is that is terrifying to even to hear such a thing that's every almost every week it i is, mean it is at,
3: every week we have four cases going right now that is that's the it's
1: scariest funny. thing i've ever heard and I mean I watched that mo- that show Evil and I I see they said that they get a lot of their um materials real. So it, I don't know if you've ever seen you should watch it. I know it's on I Netflix agree. right now.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's not very accurate. It's no. Not, it's not very good, no.
1: Oh, I mean it's not as bad. I mean when you see these things that happen, I mean like when when you see an exorcism on the on movies, is it close to that at all? No. No
3: no these are writers in hollywood thank you
1: are they less severe i mean or are they worse
3: they're writers in hollywood and so they they amp up everything and they make stuff up to add to it so okay like if you look at the movie the exorcist um the main book that he used and i don't have it with me because i'm at home um I forget the, the entire title, but it's a thick book on the history of exorcism, possession and exorcism across cultures, not just in the Catholic Church. In the movie The Exorcist, they basically took every, basically everything that happened in any case in that book, which spanned like 600 years, mm-hmm. and they crammed it all into one case and then they amped it up. Like heads have never spun around. Okay. I've,
1: so people don't I, walk with their arms out and.
3: Well, no, that, that could like they Okay. Um, we've seen, we've seen bones dislocate spontaneously. Uh, we've seen the body bend in ways that it shouldn't bend, but heads never spin around. Uh, levitation is extremely rare. It's like one in 200 cases. Um, so Hollywood, because it's, it's Hollywood writers, they, they, most people you know they're they don't have access to people that actually do this and so what they do is they watch other movies and then they think oh well how do we amp it up um, okay. and so no the tv shows and movies are not accurate the closest thing is the movie the exorcism of emily rose and in that the actual exorcism is not accurate but the but the portrayal of her becoming possessed is the most accurate i've seen i'm
1: gonna have to watch that this weekend
3: that's a creepy movie
4: yeah. So just, how
1: how does evil you, you have was this uh, how evil can manifest itself in physical objects and um, or symptoms? So how does that happen?
3: Okay. So and don't worry about reading from the questions that you have. Just
1: no. I want to know. I, I took printed out because I'm I'm interested in okay. them. That's why
3: So I normally so... don't
1: do that normally i just pick my own question but i thought these were really interesting so how does it happen so how does evil manifest itself in physical objects like my um uh what do you call it magic eight ball
3: well yeah that that's just a game that's a toy
1: i know but how could evil manifest that
3: Okay, so there's, there's a couple questions, I think, in what you're saying. So, so first off, fallen angels are pure spirit. They're not physical at all. There's nothing physical about them. However, they can have effects on physical things. So they can make an object disappear and then reappear somewhere else later. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had people spit nails during exorcisms where they'll spit nails continuously for like 45 minutes. Uh, and there's no nails cheeked in their mouth. They, they don't have a chance to put them in there, but they, they can produce these things. Um, there's been cases where they pr- produce razor blades um, and larger pieces of metal out of their mouth during the exorcisms just to freak people out. So objects, objects can be moved. And then the other issue, I think, of, of what you're getting at is the idea of cursed objects, and that's a different thing. So okay, that's different. A- anything can be blessed which is kind of the priest uh, asking God to have a bit of divinity connected with that object. That's a blessing. Anything can also be cursed. And that is somebody with authority over the object invites the demon to form a relationship with that object. You have to be an authority over it. So just like um, somebody couldn't walk up to your house from the sidewalk and say, oh, Satan, I give you this house and then suddenly you have demonic problems in your house because some random person just said that. Mm -hmm. They don't have authority over your house. Uh, Satan has to go to God and say, can I have permission to do things in this house? God's not gonna say yes unless the person in authority invited it. So with objects, you can have somebody curse an object, they invite the demon, they have to have authority over that object to, to connect with it in some way and then they either get the object in your house or get you to eat it or drink it. And then you'll see the effect of the presence of that object because a demon essentially says, I'm allowed to be with this object and this object is here. Therefore, I'm going to be active here. And so you can see people that like buy an antique that yeah. they don't know what was done to it before and it turns out that it was cursed as soon as they bring it in the house things start happening in the house that are disturbing as soon as you remove the object everything stops that's an example and then people have gotten into trouble with eating or drinking something that's been cursed because now they it, it enters the body and now you you get afflictions on your your body um and in certain situations, it's more complicated than just eating or drinking something, but that is uh, what has led to possession in a number of cases.
1: From eating something that's been cursed.
3: Yeah, and this is probably where the ancient tradition of saying grace over anything before you put it in your body oh, comes that's from, because you don't know spiritually what's been done to that 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 person puts in front of you. So. Um, so yeah, so cursed objects are real. Uh, there's minor exorcisms which are for cursed objects or homes, and then solemn exorcisms are for people. So, yeah, uh, finding and exercising cursed objects is something that's done regularly.
1: You better not just get anything from an antique store because you don't know what you're picking up. Somebody else's,
2: well, that's true. Antique stores, um, is. Like the number one place to pick something up that is haunted or cursed or haunted, you know, but then again, there's some pieces. There's, that, a, there's, some, go there's some,
0: go ahead, I was just gonna say, real quick, we're talking about these cursed objects. Where I worked, there was a, a wooden box, a very old one, and a customer came down and took the box because he really wanted it couple of days later, brings it back down and says, get this thing away from me. Ever since I took it home, it's just been nothing but bad luck and terror. And uh, I checked the box out. I didn't take it home, but you could just feel like there's a presence of something with it. Mm-hmm. What it is, I'm not sure. Can
1: you bless an object after you got it that it has a curse to get rid of it or not?
3: Blessing doesn't remove the spirit. It has to be driven out. So blessing just ticks it off and makes it uncomfortable for it, but it doesn't remove it.
0: Ah, uh, so that's how people could have like their houses blessed and still have uh, yes bad yes. activity. Okay, yes. that makes sense now.
3: Yeah, typically mm-hmm. what happens is it goes quiet for a couple days and then it comes back with a vengeance. Yes, it does. Yes, it does.
1: Okay, now you, you um, when you talk about possession and evil, opening the doors, going you playing with Ouija boards, uh, tarot cards we have two ghost hunters right here Mm -hmm. let they investigate ghost houses and people now that you are saying that can open the door to it too
3: yeah so i i started this whole journey looking into people that claim to have this haunted stuff and then i met most of the paranormal celebrities in those early years of the paranormal craze
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know like been at a number of conferences with jay and grant um i knew mark and debbie uh, they're dead you probably know their case um, you know a number of other people uh some that aren't maybe as prominent as they used to be and over the years, I've come to understand. And and here here's the thing. So this is a long kind of soapbox, and I apologize. But OK, so the bottom line is ghost hunting is two things from a Christian perspective that's problematic. No. Number, n- number one, it's a violation of the first commandment because you're turning to a spirit other than God for comfort or information. You're saying, show me there's an afterlife. Tell me something. Um, and so you're violating the first commandment, which is to put God first and love God only, in terms of any spirit. Secondly, from a if you're a Christian, you're doing you're literally doing exactly necromancy, which is the definition of necromancy is calling the dead in order to talk to them. And the from a Christian, at least for a Christian, um, it is vehemently forbidden. So the word abhorrent is only used, I think, four times in the Bible. And the word abhorrent is how God is described as feeling towards necromancy. Um, so the, his reaction to it, according to the Bible, is he'll cut you off from his people and turn his face away from you. So it's apparently a big deal to God. Now, the, uh, the thing about ghost hunting, and by the way, a fifth to a quarter of all the cases we dealt with, house cases, oppression cases... Um, And even in one case, possession, but mostly houses and oppression, a a, a quarter to a fifth to a quarter were ghost hunters in in all these years. And those paranormal celebrities that you see on TV, most of them have had train wrecks in their life, but they don't put that on television.
2: Mm.
3: That doesn't attract viewers and it doesn't sell advertising dollars. So i know most of those people and i know the things that going on in their life that are private that aren't on the tv show uh the shows sanitize it and make it seem like a harmless hobby but if you've spent any time in the paranormal world you know you've heard of innumerable people that have had serious fallout from playing with spirits um you will sooner or later and some things are are more dangerous than others so the ouija board the pendulum divining rods are particularly dangerous because you're inviting a spirit to manipulate your body and so you're giving a certain amount of dominion over to the spirit you're giving a certain authority over your body to the spirit so it's a quicker route to a problem asking for something to speak in a recorder you're not giving it direct dominion over your body so it's a slower route. Um, but yeah, like um, it took years to to fully understand it and appreciate it. Uh, and I'm not just like being judgmental or holier than thou at all, but mm-hmm. I've seen so many cases that have come out of it and I've known the people that made it their life. And I know the stuff that was going on in their life. And I'm not going to like talk about people's private business publicly. Um, you know the one case that you probably are aware of is Mark and Debbie because that was that was known and it was in the public. You know the you know their murder suicide. You know Mark and Debbie Constantino. No, they're the, they're the biggest EVP experts in the country. They they were on. They committed murder, suicide. Murder suicide. It it late so late later you can Google it. Mark and Debbie Constantino. Yeah, I will. They,
0: I think I heard of
3: them they appeared on most of the big paranormal TV shows and they were at many paranormal conferences because they were known as people that could get EVPs basically anywhere they went.
1: Well, what about um, the Warns? Because she was very religious. I mean, she, she was always saying the rosary. I mean, she, she was a, div- I don't know if she was Catholic. Um, Elizabeth, was it Elizabeth Warren?
0: Lorraine
3: Warren? Lorraine. Lorraine, Lorraine Warren.
1: Because I, she was very,
3: highly religious. Yep. And I, yeah, I only talked with Lorraine once. I didn't know Ed. He was already um, dead by the time I was getting involved in this, but I, I'm friends with one of their close relatives. Um, the, it's a long story, but basically Ed and Lorraine did things that, from a Catholic perspective, you would never do like using trans mediums to try to talk to spirits in homes. That was their main technique for figuring out what was going on with the haunting. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. from a Christian perspective, from a Catholic perspective, that that's incredibly uh, forbidden. And so uh, they were doing things that, that are absolutely not Catholic and are inviting all kinds of problems. It's also, I mean, I get it, I guess, but it's a little odd to keep things that are you're saying are cursed and then keep them and allow people to come into your home and interact with them. Uh, I thought
1: thought they kept them locked up in a room, but they didn't
3: look at any tours of, of their museum. There's only a few items that are actually in cases that are closed and locked. Most stuff is just out for the person to approach and interact with. And it, just from a common sense level why not exercise those things and get rid of them why celebrate them if they've caused so much hardship and evil and if there's satanic stuff in there and we, um, so anyway i am saying i get it there's a fascination there's a pt barnum component to that where that's fine but they weren't doing things properly from a christian perspective they were using trans mediums and they were using um Spirit communication that you wouldn't use. Like, like, we, the, like we deal with hauntings very easily. It's really easy. Uh, if it's a poor soul, meaning it's an actual human soul, they're not going to talk to you because they're not allowed to. They're only going to signal their presence. You go and you say the prayers for the dead and the haunting stops. It stops. All the activity stops and it doesn't come back because they got what they needed. And if it's demonic, meaning it's destructive or scary, which is a clue that it's demonic, you go in and do an exorcism of the place and then you bless it afterwards and everything stops. You don't play around and, and do recordings and try to find proof that they're there because what good does that do? Most paranormal groups, they, they, and, and I'm sorry for the soapbox, um, they claim that they're helping people, but in reality, they come into somebody's home that's in distress they take a bunch of recordings and they say, yep, it's haunted. And then they, they leave. Like they, they all, almost always don't have any actual remedy for the problem. And I know that some people like to say prayers, and that's great. Um, and if the prayers resolve it, wonderful. You know, praise God. Um, but so anyway, that's my my long soapbox on on ghost hunting.
1: So what do you do if you have, like you're saying you say a prayer, like if I have a house, my house is haunted. I don't know if it could be my family or the people that used to live here, just say a prayer for them. Like a, what kind of prayer would you say to have them leave?
3: Well, okay. it, it, so first off, you have, to, you have to understand what you're doing. So it's not to have them leave. It's not like go away and that's my prayer. Okay. From a, from a Catholic Christian perspective, If it's a human soul, they're signaling their presence because they need something, something's disordered. It's not the normal thing for a ghost to be knocking around in your house, Mm -hmm. right? So there's something amiss. And they're signaling their presence to get your attention so that you'll do what they need. And that is to offer prayers for them because they're working off from, again, from a Catholic Christian perspective, they're working off technically what's called the temporal component of, of their sins. So they may have repented and been forgiven for their sins, but they still owe God a certain debt. They, they Or another way to think of it is they need to be completely purified. So for instance, again, let's go back to alcohol. Let's say you had a drinking problem when you were younger
2: mm-hmm.
3: and you drank for 10 years and you did a lot of selfish crappy things and you got a lot of regrets from those days and it still is kind of part of who you are now, even though you've been clean for a while. Um, When you die and you're gonna make it to God, you need to be completely pure. You can't bring any sin or attachment to sin in union with God. So purgatory is the idea that that's that purification of even the stain of sin left over from your life, okay? And again, this is just Catholic Christian theology. I'm not saying everybody needs to believe it. This is just what we see and it works. And so you offer prayers for that soul. And that might be a rosary once a day until things stop. For us, for the church, we would come in and say what's called the office for the dead, which is basically the priest prays five times a day, their breviary. they're required to pray five times a day. And those prayers change every day of the year. On the day that they're doing a funeral, they substitute prayers for that soul in all five times in that day. And that's called the office for the dead. The divine office is the name of the, the book that they say their five five you know, daily prayer sessions from. So we would go in and say the office for the dead for that soul. And that's what stops the haunting. Now, if it's a demon pretending to be a poor soul, pretending to be a human... It's just going to get ticked off when that happens. So Mm. what it's going to do is it's going to go quiet for a couple days and then it's going to try to take revenge on the people for having brought somebody in that was praying. And then they're going to call back and say, well, now people are getting scratched and bit and somebody got thrown down the stairs. You know, this isn't a ghost. And then you come back and you would do a house exorcism and, you know, approach it differently, or you just throw the kitchen sink at it to save time. Save the office for the dead. Do the house exorcism and bless the house. And that way you just cover all the possibilities.
1: How do you protect yourself um, from being um, possessed or or terrorized? Like, does the devil pick on, uh, demons pick on certain people? Like, I mean, if you say the rosary every day and you, you, you go to church every week, if you're still a human being, does, he, does they leave you alone because you are have a more of
3: a spiritual
1: okay. life?
3: Okay, so again, we want to go back to the ordinary activity versus extraordinary activity. So the ordinary activity of the demons is to tempt. They're given permission by God to do that. Cradle to grave, we get tempted some days it's worse than others some moments we might get a break but basically that's that's life okay and the purpose of that is to make you spiritually stronger because once you have something to wrestle against that's what makes you mature the extraordinary that we're talking about is extraordinary it's not everybody it's not happening all the time it's not happening to everybody that's the Demonic infestation, oppression, and possession. You get those problems when you're playing around with black magic, when you're inviting a relationship with the demon specific. So it's not just, oh, I'm walking down the street and some demon just decides to scratch me. That can't happen. They need permission to do that. And they need to say to God, this person invited me into their life. I want to do these extra things to them.
1: Okay.
3: So as long as you don't make those invitations. And, you st- and and from a Catholic perspective, you would say you stay in a state of grace. And that means don't have, you know, unconfessed mortal sin on you. Now, having unconfessed mortal sin doesn't instantly mean you're possessed. I'm not saying that at all. But you want to, as best you can, take advantage of the sacraments. They're there if you happen to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. And try to avoid violating the Ten Commandments. That's a great place to start. But certainly don't play around with witchcraft and Satanism and, and go ahead okay. at- Magic and summoning demons, basically.
1: So, so if I stay a good Catholic girl and don't you play with the Ouija board?
3: <laughs> you don't need to worry about it.
1: I don't have to worry about it. <laughs>
2: you might as well it. get a
0: habit and be, uh, you know, like Sister oh, Jenny. If you do play in the Ouija board, don't burn it afterwards. Don't. Don't. Bury it. Don't uh, bury
3: it. Yeah, I just get rid of it. I, I think those are myths. Um, yeah. Just throw it, throw it away. But break it so somebody else doesn't use it. You know,
1: it's a fascinating topic. Yeah. So, so, what? Tell us about your book. Is it? Is this is what you're going to have in your book?
3: Yeah. So, the, so, this is the third book. If you wanted to get like an overview of all this, uh, the first book, which is Hauntings, Possessions, and Exorcisms, would be the one to read, and that's kind of an overview of everything: the poor souls, the ghost hunting what leads to demonic infestation, oppression, possession, what it typically looks like versus the movies, like what it looks like in real life, uh, and how it's resolved. So that would be a good overview. The book that's coming out in September is more of a case studies book with specific real cases. Of course, all the details change, so you don't know who you know we're talking about. But real cases to show you what happens, what has happened to people that have played around with these various inroads that we've been talking about, but the specific life story of that person, what they got involved in, why they got involved in it, and exactly what happened, and then how it, you know, how the case was resolved, if it was resolved. And so it's a case study book with a purpose of educating you on, here's some cautionary tales. It's not about Here's a horrible story to scare the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sharing gross details because honestly, no publisher would publish it. Um, the things that happen to people are too horrible. Um, no publisher would publish it and you wouldn't want to read it. But uh, some things I allude to just as, you know, because you kind of have to warn about certain things. Mm-hmm. But, but basically, it's a case studies book, and that's what's coming out in September.
1: I I just find it so fascinating. Oh, I don't know. I've always been like that. Oh, I know. Want to ask you, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but, um, when the baby's born, um, you're supposed to get your baby baptized. Now I heard from a priest once say that. As long when your baby's born, Satan has claim on that soul until it's, until it's baptized. Now, have you ever heard anything like that, or is yeah. that oh, it is true?
3: Yeah. So, all of from from a Christian perspective, all of creation was tainted by original sin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the whole world, all of creation, including us that are born into it. Um, Jesus came to push the kingdom of heaven into the world and push that kingdom back. And so that boundary gets pushed back by the church over time. When you're born, you're coming up. You're coming through creation, right? You're coming into existence through a tainted creation, and so you have that stain on you. It's not that Satan is possessing you, but you haven't been claimed by God yet. Okay. And so, in the baptism, the actual baptism sacrament. It has an exorcism in it where the priest says, Satan, I cast you out of this baby. But they they do it in Latin to not freak the parents out.
1: Yeah, that would freak me out. So that's true. Then I, I did not know if that was true. Very mm-hmm. Good
0: yeah, thing. I've never heard of that, actually. Me neither.
2: Me neither. Mm-hmm.
1: That's why I always thought they some people got their babies baptized like the next day. Because they were so like they wanted right. to make sure right. the baby was baptized. Now, these people who are possessed and you exercise them, do they have any memory of this? I mean, do, are they have do they go back to having a normal life?
3: Yeah, once it's over, yeah. They're 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 transformed in the sense that they now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the spiritual world's real, that God's real, that demons are real. And so they tend to be more of a spiritual person moving forward and more strict because of what they've been through. But yes, they go back to having a normal life.
1: Oh, you guys so have any questions for him before? Cause we only have a, he's only here for 10 more minutes because he's only here for an hour.
2: Um, you know, I'm just enjoyed listening to the story. Um, you know, I know you only got 10 more minutes and um on some of the stuff you say, and I'm not going to contradict what you say, you know, oh, because fine. because what you said about ghosts, and I know you're talking Christianity, right? I've been doing this for 16 years with PPS, okay? And we have done possessions, okay? We have cleared out houses that nobody ever had to come back again, that we had to come
3: back again. And, okay. and but... And- Can you tell me, I'm curious, what did you do?
2: I work with God. I work with angels, but I don't fall. I was raised Catholic, but I don't follow the Catholicism.
3: But but, I know, I
2: know. And plus, and plus, I've been sober for 31 years now. mm -hmm. Okay. And I was sober when I started this and I'm not going to fight you. That's why I'd like to sit down and talk to you whenever you're not busy. Well, you know, just I would like to talk to you about it. I, I'm just just a no, bit I, out
3: there. I'm just curious. What specifically do you do? Is there are there prayers? Do you ask the angels to remove the problem? Like what? go
2: it. How I do it is I go into a meditation and I call in the spirits. I'm not the spirits. The angels. Okay. I work with Uriel. And I work with Gabriel. I don't work with Michael.
4: And
2: they come in, they clear it, and the house is okay. Okay. But we don't say no prayers. We don't. I mean, but you are correct well, about once
3: you. But bless isn't them. that is thats a prayer? If you're asking holy angels yeah. to do some good, that is a prayer. That's a request to heaven.
2: Well, they never leave my side, dude. You know what I mean? So, and I'm not knocking what you do. In fact, I I give you all the kudos in the world for it, you know, but there's another side of, um, clearing, um, entity out or, you know, getting a person unpossessed. You know, I have done it and I'm not being egotistical about when I tell you that I'm telling you from a humble part of me. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, um,
3: Well, the the minor exorcism for houses is- is This was a part,
2: they were two uh, people.
3: uh, Okay, let me me finish. The minor exorcism for houses that the church has written and uses is the full version of the St. Michael prayer.
1: My Michael, the angel protect us from the wickedness and the snares of the devil.
3: Yeah, but it's the full version. So Mm -hmm. that, the the one for the laity is, is very brief. The full version that pope leo the 13th wrote is you know more like two and a half pages long and that's what the minor exorcism is is essentially it's not asking michael to do it um the priest does give a direct command to leave but it also involves asking michael to do it it also invokes mary and, and other saints too but it's not that alien to what you're describing now with possessed people I mean,
1: I think it's different, like than a than a house.
3: Like, you got to be careful about ever saying the way we do it is right, and the way you do it is wrong, and can't work because God is God, and God can do whatever He wants.
2: Exactly.
3: So it, it's not up to us to say, "Oh, I know for sure God wouldn't respond to that," because if you're acting in charity and trying to do the best you can, God may respond to that. Even if you're not using a a fixed ritual from his church. And then then he does. And then he does. That being said, though, I would be surprised if a fully possessed person was that easily freed in the sense of like a fully possessed person, it can be a brutal procedure that takes years. Yeah, they can even take.
1: Isn't it true that sometimes it can take more like three or four times to an exorcism to get the demon out of a person?
2: Six The, the, months. One, the one I did was up the street. My brother was with me. My ex-girlfriend was with me. And as that uh, evil or whatever was inside that girl, they actually saw my brother and my ex-girlfriend saw it with their own eyes that there was a black smoke that came out of her head and went away.
1: Did you ever see anything like that, Adam?
3: Yeah, so, so before, we, before we move on and forget it, um, though people are sometimes freed quickly, usually by the time they, they come in for help, they've been possessed for many years, and there are many, many demons inside of them, and it's typically six months to two years of weekly prayer sessions before everything is out. So, so, so the mind. movies make it out to be that it's like, oh, it's one 10-minute prayer and it's over. That, that's not how it works in, in real life. Um, so I'm sorry. And what was your question? Jenny,
2: what was your question?
1: I can't remember. I'm think... sorry.
4: I'm sorry. <laughs> that's
1: okay. I'm trying to think. Oh, I was just saying it takes like years sometimes. It's, yeah. just, it's just one time that a person. No, you said that. Um,
3: oh, you that? asked about the smoke. Um, yes.
1: Did you have you ever? Did you so, see anything like that come out of a person?
3: I've seen it on film. Um, so if you look at the medieval woodcut, medieval woodcuts for illuminated manuscript images of exorcisms it'll show a little cloud of black smoke coming out of the person's mouth with a drawing of a little devil in it. Um, I have friends in Russia where they video the exorcisms in the Russian Orthodox Church. We don't allow videotaping because the danger of it ruining the person's life if it were to get out. Over there, they do videotape them. So there was an old woman who, when it came out, this billowing big cloud of dark smoke that like, Wow! the entire area came out of her um, so I've seen it I've not seen it in person it's not the typical thing just like levitation is rare and spitting nails is rare um, the actual smoke thing is rare um, you know but may <laughs> see it someday it doesn't really matter um, you yeah, see so I, I don't
1: want to see stuff.
3: it it doesn't matter
1: Do you, have you ever heard of animals being possessed?
3: yeah do you have you ever run into one um i've seen animals go crazy in house cases um and suddenly viciously either attack, attack each other or their owner or leave and run off and leave the house and never come back
1: oh my that's
3: done more as a torment for the owners to hurt oh, them I bet. um and then we have had demons literally say to the priest I don't want to go back to satan to be punished for failing give me permission to go into the nearest dog oh. Oh, um, and, and of wow. course of course the priest doesn't because <sighs> but uh, so you know there there's references and of course the, the bible story of um the demons asking jesus for permission to go into the pigs so there's even a reference in in the bible about them entering in what
1: happens if you eat the pig won't the won't the devil come into you
3: well the thing is once once the pig was dead, I don't think the spirit would remain there. No, no. I don't I don't, no, think, I don't so. think so. either.
1: Uh, before you leave, I just I still can't understand how a demon can go ask God, is it okay if I possess this person?
3: Just read the go read the book of Job in the Bible. Job? Yeah. Okay,
1: I'm gonna write that J
3: O B. That's the best book in the I Bible. I mean, why would he Well, read the book of Job and you'll see Okay, then I'll
1: figure it out then when I read it.
3: it. But essentially, it's God honoring our free will. So if we've asked for the demon, the demon then goes to God and says, look, they asked for it. Can I have permission to do this? And because the person asked for it, God honors our free will. He respects our free will and allows us to choose that.
1: Okay, one more thing. I have so many questions. A person who can um, believes that they are psychic and they can talk to the dead are those people not really and they claim to be Christian
3: are they, that, again you you can't really I mean you can't, you can't claim, be Christian you can, and claim, you could claim to be Christian but you're not behaving in a Christian way because if you go to if you go to the Bible people that consult psychics and mediums, it's again it's called abhorrent to god okay it but I mean, really really ticks him off so you're i have and, and,
1: premonitions what, and of things wait. that come true does that mean i'm 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 there's like demonic stuff in me like if i have i wake up and i said oh mark your wife's gonna be pregnant your wife is pregnant or i had oh so christian's pregnant or uh, I don't think you should take a ride tomorrow. I just have a swear feeling. Is, is that coming from the dark side or the light side?
3: So there, there's three possibilities. Um, if if you're, it sounded like you're Catholic and you're.
1: Yeah, I, I'm a Catholic. I go to church to say the rosary. I do the yeah, divine no, mercy. It, people, it, say, our, please, people say, why are you talking <laughs> about paranormal stuff?
3: Please. So, because we don't have much time. So, And that's a big question. <laughs> so it's unlikely to be the demons because you're not playing around with them or interacting with them directly it can be what the old exorcist in rome would call a natural gift meaning it's a gift from god it often runs in families and it seems to be kind of a, a sensitivity to the spiritual side of life but it's not necessarily what would be called a charism or like a and a charism is kind of a special gift from God to do some job you've been put here to do. So for instance, somebody could have a charism for teaching. They're just an amazing teacher and they inspire people and they convey that stuff. And that's a gift from God to do some function. There can be unusual charisms like prophecy. Most people under like the name of your show, right? Um, Most people don't understand what prophecy actually means, but prophecy is information that comes from God that's for the community. It's not something that you sell. It's not something that you say, I'm special. Pay attention to me. Aren't I great because I'm a prophet? It's not about ego. It's, again, about submitting to God, and that would be a charism um, charism. for ministry, now, there can be a natural gift, which is this kind of, it sounds like that's more of it's, its kind of just comes and goes. Mm-hmm. We don't fully understand why God does that, but it seems to run in families. You just want to be careful if you have that going on, that you never start going down the road of it being an ego trip mm-hmm. or right. charging people money for it mm-hmm. or right. seeking attention for it. Because then you're going to invite the demon to start inserting its two cents in that process. And they'll start weaving into that process and corrupt it.
1: Well, that's a great exactly. I'm thankful I got that definition because that's been bothering me. Well, it was fascinating to have you. Oh, thank you for hey, Yeah,
0: thanks for coming. Thank you for coming me. on. Uh, sure. And-
1: so cool that you're from Pittsburgh. I know the one priest, uh, Saint Barbara's Father Paul. I don't know where he's at. No, he used to tell me he did that. So I think it's pretty cool that you guys do that. Um, and I wish you the best.
3: Oh, thank you. Wish yes. you the best. Good luck on your Successful book. book. And
1: nice. and just stay safe out there when you perform these things. Where can someone find your book, on uh, YouTube videos, uh, your radio st- uh, show that you're having?
3: Um, just religiousdemonology.com. Religious demonology. Yeah, religiousdemonology.com. That has uh, links to the books on there, and I'll be putting up a thing for the radio show once we get all the promo material from the network.
1: Um, I can't wait to listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna be a total viewer because I find oh, it cool.
3: I mean, we should get interesting calls because that's gonna be part of it. So,
1: yes, I I cannot wait that is going to be fantastic but get, thanks again for tuning in guys and thank you Adam for um, being on the show I really love it you have thanks, a great night and thanks again
3: sure God bless you and God bless you God your- bless you too bye bye
1: wow I thought it was great oh, I think it was great I know you don't Sean because some of the things I tried that you to listen as much- it was good
0: I tried to can listen as much as us? I could, but the uh, torture us? the torture twos, it's constant glitching over here. Like I
1: oh, it gotta be I,
0: the I'd internet most of it.
1: Yeah. You have to go back and it listen. It's, it's it was a very interesting topic. And actually, I like this um exorcist guy um better than the other father. Um it was on it because he seems like he really went into depth of what it means to be possessed and the difference between um being possessed and mentally ill. I just found it fascinating and at least and, Lisa, and the, what, did you, what did he call that, call that? Uh, Chaz, Chaz um, charisma. Charisma. Charisma.
2: something we're from Pittsburgh I don't know That's
1: <laughs> charisma the natural thing because I always wondered and I always fought with that because I mean I've had so many weird stuff since I was a little kid and then I started to dabble and stuff I used the tarot cards and I did angel cards and I did um moon rituals and all that, but stuff. that doesn't make it bad, Jen. I know yeah, I you, know what you're but, saying because but no, no, but
2: do you know how many hate emails I'm gonna get? Why? Because he talked about black magic, the witches, and stuff well, like that. Well, I'm, 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 right black now, Jen, magic is gonna magic
1: will take you down to the wrong road. Black I'm, magic is bad.
2: I'm, I'm gonna get a ton of emails, hate ones.
1: Black magic is bad. You're gonna I mean, get you're, you're gonna get
0: hate TikTok. If
1: you're talking about if you're talking about Wiccan and stuff, that's totally different than black magic is when you worship Satan. Look it up, There's Sh- not
2: too much there's not too much the ones I know do not worship Satan, but they Black
1: Magic. To- look it up on just look it up right now. Black the definition of black magic. Okay, I'm gonna look it up right now. I am too. Not the, not the band. <laughs> not not the bad Not the definition. Wait, not the not, the, <laughs> not, not the, you know not no kind of um black definition. Okay. Look
0: got black magic. The type of addressing. magic
1: which is believed to use the power of the devil in order to do evil. That okay. is the definition of black magic. I mean, if they're doing like light magic, healing magic, uh, you know, stuff like Gap and Wiccan, that's not black magic. Black magic is when you're dealing with, you know, the mm, candles and rituals and sacrificing babies. And even the black magic mass is mocks the um, Catholic mass. Oh, I got a Charlie horse. See, every time I talk about this stuff. <laughs> you ain't you're
2: not possessed honey. i
1: don't know not possessed i got a charlie horse no but
2: you know what that gift you're talking about since you have to me god gave you that gift
1: that's what i'm saying i feel better because i always was torturing myself was this because i would have dreams or i'd have feelings i remember one time i um remember those chain letters that if you don't do this and you don't send it out, all these people will die or a bad accident? Oh,
0: uh, you know yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, I sure sure do. Do. Okay.
1: Well, yeah. I did it and I picked all these names in my family and all this bad shit And then I thought to myself, well, was I just having a premonition that that was going to happen? And so, or I would have just, I would just think of something like, i remember when i was working as a hairdresser this is like oh my god forever probably about 30 some years ago and it was a slow monday it was a it was called Haircrafters in Murraysville. and we were just talking and i go you know i always wanted to go to that castle in new jersey the haunted one remember what that was called the castle in Br- hey Br- i'm in
0: new jersey where's that I'm i going. think it was
1: a brimantine or something it was a it was a haunted castle and I go, well, I'm not going to be able to do that anymore out of the blue. And all of a sudden on the way home from um, work, I, there was an announcement that it was, it burned killing like 54 people that freaked the shit out of me. And then I would have premonitions like almost every day and it would drive me crazy. And I, I didn't like it anymore. So I set it to go away. And then one time I said, I wish it would come back. And I did come back where I, like I knew my ex- daughter-in-law was pregnant my new i saw my my son's baby in heaven with my sister who'd passed away and it was in this weird cradle thing and it was dark just like it looks like now and i told i said oh my god johnny's gonna have a baby i seen it my sister was take my sister who's passed she goes you want to see you want to see johnny's baby and i go "Oh my god and i'm looking and she goes, oh, she goes i'm taking care of it and the weird thing is my sister was a, she was, she dealt with uh, labor and delivery at West Penn hospital and she was taking care of the baby. Oh, wow. In heaven. Cool. So wild. But when I seen the baby laying there, I, when I seen my son's baby, it looked just like it. I mean, the dark hair and you just, it just looked like, um, it's like, I see, I got, I seen you in heaven. My dream.
2: And you're blessed to have that gift
1: well yeah that's what i'm saying when he said that i wanted to see i wanted to see if he was going to say oh that's demonic or that you're going to be walking down the wrong path but he didn't and, and i always say that's why i picked the name prophecy because i find that it's like prophecy is like messages from heaven and I know people think, like, I get a lot of flack, like, even from my mom sometimes, she'll say, you know, you're opening the door when you do a radio show. Just because I do a radio show on the paranormal does not mean I, I'm i involved in the darkness, you know, and I want people to know that the paranormal is not just, it's anything, un- it's not, it's like anything beyond the scope of normal. We can't explain it. And a lot of things that happen in the paranormal world, like ghosts, and, um, this weird stuff. I don't find, I don't find the demonic stuff, paranormal. I just find that scary. Okay. Um, aliens, UFOs, these weird things that we can't explain. I don't think that that's bad. I mean, I I don't think it's evil, but when I do believe when you go into a situation, even when I fool around, this is all for fun. Okay. This is fun. This is this is entertainment. What the heck is it? Is it
0: is best not to say now.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: this little guy. This is entertainment. There's a difference. With- I know. I know. You already
0: said. This. Ask this- asking why my computer's glitching so bad.
1: <laughs> Mister Predictor. That is a likely outcome. Mister Predictor, what do you want me to ask it? Why is Jason having glitches? Oh no, that one. He'd only can answer one. Does Jason have something weird in his room that's causing torture Tuesday? <laughs> yes. <I am. laughs>
0: you know the whole t- the whole time we've been on here, I keep thinking that the uh, door in my background. I'm just waiting for it to like slam shut or something. Well, can you,
1: are you getting? Glitch- for. Are it. you getting glitches with, right glitches with us right now? So I can still it, hear. It's right often
0: right on it. It's like I get a short period where I can hear everybody, and then for like a minute I can't hear anything. It's just all computer glitch noise. No, because you
2: think maybe if you look at it this way, you could, that maybe you weren't supposed to hear what was said?
0: Maybe, because I literally missed about half of it, it Mm because it's constant. I can't get it to stop. And and it would have to be, the I guess, the Internet here, but I'm showing full you know, service on my computer, but that doesn't mean that they're well, sometimes complimentary it just services no, any good. Could well,
1: no, you use a
0: hotspot on your phone? What is that hotspot? I
1: tried that. I don't home. have a
0: hotspot on this phone. No, uh, that's the internet. You can run through your cell phone from other devices.
1: Oh, okay. I, I haven't tried that,
0: but sometimes say like your cell phone would be, yeah. Yeah. And you can turn your mobile hotspot on and then connect to it with your laptop. And then that way you can use your computer.
1: Yeah, I was I um I listened to some of his videos. I mean, I don't know, It kind of freaks me out. I mean, all that stuff talking about that before I go to bed tonight. I don't like talking. Ooh. about it. It's oh, just, so I mean, scary. I'm I, I like I I love watching scary movies like that on TV. But I've noticed there was a couple documentaries on Netflix who, you know, and that wasn't Netflix. It was Amazon Prime that they did real. Actual exorcism. They're so scary. They're so scary. But I wouldn't want to do that for a living. Sorry.
2: No, mm. no. No, no. No. I like going to houses and, you know, and investigating ghosts. That's what I like to
0: do. Yeah, same here. I like, to, it. I like
2: to go to cemeteries.
1: Ghosts are different than demons.
2: <laughs> What's that?
1: ghosts are
0: different than demons i think but uh, know but then oh, say that uh if people's spirits are not allowed to communicate with us that's he said what he, about that
1: no i think he said the demon demons can't communicate with us
0: no he
2: said they're not they're not allowed to talk right the people the spirit. human spirits.
1: yeah no, the human he, de- didn't, he didn't say
2: that
0: he said demon. yeah he did yeah he, yeah, he did, did. that's what one part i did catch
1: well, he said he don't think you're up when you go and you said what is your name? You shouldn't do that. Just leave them alone.
2: Well, what if the people are calling us and telling, hey, we need help or something
1: I wouldn't want to call out the names of them. Did the you only- ever hear the demon that said what's your name? Demons, when they tell you their name, you better watch out. Oh, well, yeah. Up.
0: Yeah. Now that's ridiculous. You know, oh, what here's I mean? here's something crazy. Uh my wife just reminded me about this. So this is a uh This was a while ago, this is a few years back, and uh, we rented this movie. I think it was from Redbox, and it was uh, some kind of like possession movie. And it got to this one really creepy scene, and it was like freaking us out a little bit. Like, wow, this movie's pretty intense. And then all of a sudden, just crap started going haywire in the house. It was unbelievable. So to the point that we actually took the movie out, we stopped watching it, and took it back immediately. To the Why? Was it, was it what was the movie? i don't know i don't know if there, if there it was just bringing something in or what but it was just crazy. well i think i think, I think
1: movies can do that i think anything when you i think anything like that can happen
0: yeah it was great that was weird it was very weird because well, i no, like but, scary movies and all that you
2: know how about the movie polar Geist
0: where a lot of those actors died well wasn't that on like actual indian burial ground that they yeah. shot most
2: of that? Something like that. And that little girl died and a couple other people died because of that. Or they got really, really sick after yeah. the movie was done.
1: Wasn't yeah. he talking about something else that he said to watch that? I never heard of the, uh, the Constantine's. I never heard of them. I'm going to have to look that up. They, I do believe if you're possessed, you're going to kill you. I think a lot of the people that commit suicide are tortured by some kind of demonic presence. People commit suicide because depression... Is um it could be you're tortured mentally, um, physically, emotionally, and it could be how do you know it's not some kind of um possession that takes over these people who commit suicide. I mean, you have to be hurting so bad to take your life, especially some of the ways they that gunshots, like why um what's her name, that Judd lady? Oh,
2: um, winona why no why and the mom the The mother
1: yeah that she shot herself in the head you have to be tortured and what do you think that the the evil does satan does he tortures people he tortures people to the point where they commit suicide
0: what about like uh what about robin williams because they said he suffered from depression but yeah
1: depression is how do you but know? Was it
0: depression or was it possibly demonic uh, possession? You know, something possessing him. Yeah, you time, don't just... know. Am I possessed then? What? Am I possessed?
1: No. All right
0: then.
2: Yes. Did you and, I a lot of de- <laughs> and I have a lot of depression.
1: Well, people who are Tons. very. Yeah, people who are some people who are depressed and are alcoholics. It was right? Naomi
0: Judd, by the way. Naomi, Naomi, Naomi.
1: Some people who are possessed. Suffer from major depression, alcoholism, drug addiction, sexual addiction, um, <laughs> pedophiles, or all. I'm not saying that's why you go alcohol, you know,
2: drugs. My god, I've said that a long time ago.
1: Well, if medicine doesn't help you, that's what he's saying that sometimes they're possessed. That's why they do this evaluation on them to see. But that's the devil how it makes everybody. I am, and, and,
2: you know, I'm, I'm not going to fight you all night about this. I'm not going to debate it with you because I I have a problem with the Catholic Church. And so I'm not really even though I went to school for 12 years.
1: Yeah, I, I do. But,
2: not, I do not recognize their beliefs anymore. Well, you don't have to, to
1: but you have to you, you have you don't have to recognize their beliefs no i
2: just don't trust you can't
1: priest. you can't be rude to a guest either so that's why
2: i kept my no. mouth. Shut.
1: okay but he's probably i bet bit
2: cold. it i bit my, t- I my gum my like oh lord i wanted to go off but you I puppet.
0: Not oh my god I'm not, up ha- ha-
1: I'm not happy with the catholic church but i'm still catholic because that's you know i like the ritual of the mass um, and, and I, I have a problem believing. with
2: and I have a problem with the priest up on the altar saying the mass.
1: Well they're not they're not there, they're there representing God. I mean you go to people that go to church aren't there to go worship the priest, they're going to worship the man. How on about the all the ones that got busted for child abuse? Oh yeah, I understand. Oh, that, Sean? I think that's the one I Sean's talking so- about
0: there's what four hundred and eighty.
1: Yeah, I there think. was. There was.
0: Well, there was a I wall I wall here had in Pittsburgh and Boston. A-
1: I have a problem with it too, but I don't I don't go to church to listen to the priest. In fact, I tune him out when he does the homily. So if he's listening.
0: <laughs> you know what's weird is uh when that all came out, um, the bishop it, I found out that he was part of the whole situation and just thinking back to when I was a teenager got my confirmation and all that through, you know, CCD and you know it's it, it's kind of weird to it, kind of freaks you out like thinking like okay so he was part of what's going on and then it's i'm also getting a blessing yeah how does that work it's sickening,
1: but you have to understand that they are not you're not they're not the ones that are doing the catholic church has been infiltrated by the devil since the 1940s uh if you are interested in this topic at all taylor marshall he has his own youtube channel he goes into depth and he wrote a book called infiltration which is the catholic infiltration of the catholic oh, i'm church. sure
0: it's been infiltrated a lot longer than
1: yeah it's gone way back way back in the
0: Fatima oh because yeah there
1: was, there was these three children who saw the blessed mother and they actually think the one was murdered by the catholic church because that she knew the secret and the secret wasn't that pope john was there's a there's a secret that he was not. okay the secret was that she told the Pope was the Catholic Church was infiltrated by the devil. And she was, they believe that there's this, thank you, Gina, you look cunning too. <laughs> she, they believe that he, I oh, lost my train of thought, okay. That the church was infiltrated by the devil. <laughs> and that right. nun, Facia, I think her name was Um The little girl, they believe that she was murdered and there's a double. And you can go research that on Google because they said that that's what happened. No, I totally, I totally do not like the Catholic church. I think the whole institution of the Catholic church has corrupt. But I go there for the man on the cross who died for my sins. You know what I mean? I go there for him and I, I tried to leave the Catholic church a number of times I went to non-denominational ones, Christian churches, Protestant, Methodist, Baptist, but I keep going back.
2: But well, what's it okay? And and that's good. But Saint Thomas, who wasn't put into right. the Bible, Saint Thomas yeah. was, wasn't put into the Bible, and his theory was, and this is what he thought: Why do I need to go to a four-wall building? You don't. With, no, you I'm don't. Just saying. This is why it wasn't put into the Bible. He would, uh, to me, I'd rather go sit out in the woods. I would set or sit by a creek, and then I can talk to
1: God. Yeah, I do that and, all and the I time. And I feel better. I do that all the time. But there are good and there's bad forces out there. And we, you know, you can't, uh, he's just saying, he was just saying, you can't open the door. Because if you open the door, it's sometimes they let them in, and then it's too late.
2: In 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 our in, in our me and Jason's deal, we never let a demon back in. Oh, well, good. All right then. So he it's wasn't he, he, wasn't, he he he, he no, was a no, He talked about the ones that he saw on TV.
1: Yeah. He was
2: the one he talked to them, but he never sat down and talked to a regular paranormal paranormal group like us.
1: Never did. Well, he did now. Maybe he has a better understanding. Yeah. I.
2: You know what? I I respect what he does, but you know what? Don't just come out and say all oh, paranormal groups are bad.
1: He didn't he say did. that.
2: Yes, he did. And did, around, he around, that,
1: did he say that, Jason?
0: He said that around. around I think mean, like yeah. I said I missed. I missed <laughs> the. Jason, off can you almost. hear that?
1: Can you hear that?
0: <laughs> Here and
2: there, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. No, what but I do.
1: I know a lot of people that were into the parent. I mean, I don't mean ghost hunting. I mean, like um, carrot cards, um, seons, And they left because something happened to them. And like, say Doreen virtue, go look her up. She was the big, I have her cards. I mean, she made beautiful angel cards, tarot cards, and something happened to her that brought her totally. She totally left the left it. Now she talks on YouTube about her Christian, Christianity, So I don't know what... Something must have happened to her that spooked her because she... Can we get her on the show and find out? If uh, we
0: get her on? Well, here's a question. So if, like, psychics and everything are forbidden, why... Are some people gifted with that ability in the first? Well, place. that's
1: what he was talking about. He said that they're called chasms or whatever, Just, or chism. Yeah,
0: it's probably a piece Just, I missed. And it's yeah. a
1: natural. It's a natural gift of prophecy that. Um, the only but but if it's, to... it's
0: forbidden and they're gifted with it, why? No, you know, that's not
1: what he said. To... He says if you go and you use it to boost your ego. We're making profit money. That's why I would never, ever try to do that. I mean, I have a gift. My son has a gift. Like he said, it runs in the family. My mother had a
0: gift. So does that mean as ghost hunters, is that forbidden or is it not because we don't go out there for ego or money or any of that stuff?
1: No, you should be fine then. Unless you go out there and say, I'm going to commute. I'm going to make millions of money and I'm going to make a movie. Hell, you know what?
2: Our <laughs> our our group is so damn good. We could have, but Probably. we didn't. I decided not to do it because, you know, the way I look at it, God gave me this gift to help people. He gave the gift of Pittsburgh Paranormal Society to help people,
1: not to take their money. No. Well, I I would not do I mean, I mean, people will tell me, my friends, why don't you do it for a living? Make some money. I can't. Mm -hmm. I will not do that because I know that God gave me a gift and he gave it to me maybe to help somebody, but not to charge money. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: But you know what? If you look at it, if you really get in deep into it, say like you always have to keep that energy flowing like this. Right. So Jason asked me, Sean, can, can you read me? And I read him and all of a sudden, boom, it stops. So, and what you need is once you give, you need to receive back. All right. And to me, I don't receive money back. I just asked a person to make a person smile or say hello to somebody. And then they repaid them. They repaid. So me
1: what back. do you mean, read You So, you, uh, Jason, you asked. I, no, this
2: is a, that was a situation. Yeah, I didn't know. No, oh, I'm just saying. Okay. Sean, can a, you read
1: Jenny? No.
2: Oh, God, no. I don't want to. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord I've got another mercy. show and i got to beat up at 4.30. Mr. No,
1: predictor. No, no. The
0: answer
1: is yes. I didn't answer you. I didn't ask you a question yet, Mr. Predictor. <laughs> it,
0: it predicted what you were going to ask it.
1: Yeah. Mr. Predictor. Are we dabbling in something we shouldn't be
0: like talking to ghosts?
2: a
1: strong possibility See he said so
2: oh yeah that's mr what
0: two dollar hey he
1: was right last time we did it hey you know know what so
0: (laughs) so i know this guy i know this guy right and uh i was talking to him and turns out that his son uh was into like warlock and sorcery stuff to like the fullest extent and he's apparently a very very intelligent you know, young man, and uh mm-hmm. you know, I'm. I'm gonna see if I can get a hold of so them. It'd be cool to see,
1: yeah, you know, get opinions them. from
0: that side. Get
1: them on the show
0: because you know, that's some pretty. You know, it could be some pretty intense stuff to deal with. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah,
1: we do. Yeah. Let's see what we have next week. Or let's see my book, my black book, no. my little black book. Oh,
0: your black magic Gosh,
1: book. I'm not really sure who this is. I have to go look it up on my. Josh on my um, Gmail accounts. Let's see who the heck this is. Yes, darling. Let's
0: see who we have. Josh. I gotta say, I like black magic. It makes my tires really shiny.
1: Oh okay, yeah, I, I haven't done that in a while. I haven't. Uh,
0: lord. Who
1: the heck is this? Black. I used to like Black Sabbath. Now, who the heck is this Josh guy?
2: I don't know. You're the one that got him.
1: He didn't. He didn't. Did I, <laughs> I don't know. I have to go look. He's not. He's in my book, but I don't have him. On my on my email. address I don't know who it is. We'll figure it out.
2: Yeah. We'll see what happens.
1: Well, it was a great show tonight, guys. Yes,
2: it was. Yes. So glad. Yeah, for you a, part a second. Year it. Nice I'm debating.
1: So,
0: nice so, debating. So, nice I thought you said something else.
2: Said oh, God.
0: <laughs> welcome back, Jenny. Yeah, welcome back, hon. <laughs> <laughs> <Look>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm having a hot flush. Okay. Um. Yeah, so and thank you guys for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate you, and I'm so glad. If you happen to watch the show over, and you should... Because there's a lot of information that we um, talked about. So go ahead and do that. And you can catch our, our show on YouTube, on um, the UFO Paranormal Radio. I think it's called UP. What is it called? UFO Paranormal Facebook page. You can see it on Pittsburgh Paranormal. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show and you think you might enjoy us, give us <laughs> 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 so a direct. Message, or you can send me an email at chasingprophecyradio at gmail com. And I hope you liked our new intro without Trish Mo. I thought it was great. Did you yes. guys like it? Yeah, I mean, it good.
0: very. like it. it. Turned out pretty good. Turned yeah. out great.
1: I tried. We well, can't always be perfect. It, we tried.
2: It looked pretty good.
1: Okay, let me see if I can find the the uh, exit. Because you know me, I don't have. I always get lost. You know, I. Do Good night, get everybody. Get lost. Wait a minute.
2: Good night, everybody.
1: I don't know. If Joe always sticks it somewhere where I can't find it. I think this is it. Well, see you next week, guys, on Torture Tuesday.
3: Yep.